0: how's it going folks appreciate you and hope that you have already subscribed to the podcast but if you haven't make sure that you do so it's the best way to support it and if you get a chance leave a review tell me who your favorite episode's been where you're listening from my guest today is a buddy that i've reconnected with now after two years since we last spoke he was on a podcast that i did with my brother Called the Bud Brothers. You can find this episode on YouTube if you search Bud Brothers and Student Glass. If you're familiar with Student Glass, then you're probably excited to hear this conversation. If you're not familiar with Student Glass, it's the cool gravity bong that you've probably seen on Instagram with folks like Wiz Khalifa and Burner and Be Real and any other stoner celebrity. And Seth Rogen is actually the person that blew this thing up. Um, We talked about this whole story on that original podcast, but it was like 35 minutes and I was baked out of my mind. Uh, And it was the first time that I had met Tracy. So definitely had a lot of things that I didn't get to cover with him. And this was by far uh, one of my favorite conversations, catching up with an old friend and an entrepreneur, somebody who went from working at Apple to selling a gravity bong company to a large cannabis brand. And I think that's uh, it's just a fun story. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. I sure as hell did. Give it up for my friend, Tracy Huston. But before we enjoy this episode, another special announcement. As we said on the last episode, if you haven't gone to drinkaction.com, that's action with a K, Make sure you go to the website and sign up for a subscription. All subscription orders for the remainder of August are going to be 30% off. All subscription orders between now and the end of August are 30% off. That's right, 30% off subscription orders. It doesn't matter if you're getting Rumble Time Specialty Roast Coffee or a bottle of Active, which is turmeric and hemp that'll help reduce inflammation in your body. doesn't matter. 30% off, folks. And if for some reason you don't like 30% off and you don't want to do a subscription, you can still use code word curious. You'll get 15% off your order, and the coffee tastes just as good. Enjoy this episode, folks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, we're both the same, I guess. It's, I'll do the student glass hat. I don't know if Oh, it nice. Gets, there you go. It's reversed on the screen or not, but. No, good shit. Go.
0: It ha- Dude, it's it's great catching up after two years. It's I can't believe it's gone that fast. I mean, I know how much has happened in my life. I mean, shit. I've got a two-year-old. Uh, wow. I've got a second child that's due any day now. I'm like, I'm waiting for my wife to burst in here and be like, yo, we got to go to the hospital. Um, <laughs> And I, I mean, you've had tons of shit happen and I've always f- had this really cool, like, you know, whenever I see people, I've got a couple of buddies here, big Lon has, uh, mm-hmm. has been really repping the student a lot here in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, yo brother, I don't know if you remember, but I brought that son of a bitch to your house like two years ago and I got him so high. And so it's cool to see all the success that you guys have had. And I know that you were, you were bullish and you kind of gave us some heads ups as to uh, what was happening. But I left yeah. that conversation, man. And there was so many things that I'm, I was like watching clips of the YouTube video from, uh, for those that don't know, my brother and I had a podcast. I guess I should go back. My brother yeah. Joe and I had a podcast called The Bud Brothers. We filmed on location in Los Angeles. My brother connected to you. We had you uh, at a hotel and we smoked the shit out of a hotel room and uh and did a podcast and uh that was two years ago and so uh i have man i've had a lot of things i've wanted to catch back up with you about and uh things that i don't think that we were able to get into in the quick 30 minutes that we we kind of condensed into an episode so thank you yeah and uh and congratulations
1: thank you sir yeah no i appreciate it i mean i appreciate you guys putting us on in the beginning there uh your brother was all over it you know he uh had a good eye (laughs) um and yeah that was fun that was a lot of fun and yeah a lot has happened i mean and it it, you know two years i think a lot of it has to do with this pandemic i mean we we all just kind of like just kind of just got you know robbed out of out of a year and a half out of two years almost now you know Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of it's it's been a a strange kind of feeling you know just trying to uh, even just recall memories over the past two years because you don't even know you know you miss so much um but ironically when this happened you know um my business i sold student Glass um in february of last year um is when we finally inked the deal with with grenco and the pandemic hit right after that um Perfect timing timing yeah so i I told the 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 fellas there i was like you know i don't want to move to la and like no you don't have to move to la okay great and that was it right so i've been working from home essentially um since then but uh it's it's been a pretty wild ride you know are you you still in texas i'm still in texas yeah which is i don't want to really admit that anymore because of you know (laughs) It's just it's an embarrassment here in Texas, what's going on as far as the pandemic goes and mask mandates and our electrical power grid, which we lost electric last night. Just out really? of the blue. Yeah, no storms, nothing's going on over here. It was perfect weather. And then at three in the morning, you know, our electricity turns off.
0: What's that you know, because of?
1: <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, I think right now they're just trying to train us. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of conspiracy theory-ish, which is almost is sort of my roots, but um the older I get the less I think things are conspiracies but um I don't know I really don't know you know that everything collapsed in the winter because they didn't winterize their equipment why I don't know I, I don't understand how you do that um and apparently we're the only state in the country that has done that um <clears throat> so you know everything collapsed in the winter we were out of electricity in, in my house for eight days eight straight days with no electricity um And then now I don't know now they're you'll just have, we'll just have random outages, just random outages, you know, and they're trying to warn us for the summer heat, you know, we're already in the summer now, but um, so I'm not really sure what's happening there, but um, yeah, it's sort of been a nightmare, but we're we're living through it. Does it have um,
0: anything to do with the amount of people that are moving to Texas right now? Overwhelming that grid or anything? I mean, I guess they're just filling into the
1: blank spots that were there. I guess there's probably a lot of development though. Sure. I mean, it's been going on. I mean, I moved to to Austin, Texas in like '94, and it's been blowing up, you know, since then, and it just hasn't stopped. Um, and so, I don't know. I don't think that's that's it. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's beyond my pay grade, I guess. But yes, I am still in Texas, um, and. Yeah, still working for Grinco. I fly out to L.A. periodically, you know, just for some some meetings, catching up, things like that. Yeah,
0: and I don't not to go back and, and rehash rehash old conversations, but I just for people who you know didn't get a chance to go back and listen, I hope you do go and check that video out. Um, but for those that don't know, you started this company, you know, and I'll kind of just condense down what we had talked about. But you know, just like every other, uh, you know, I'll say stoner. Just like hey. Looking for a cooler way to, to to smoke their weed, and I think anybody that's you know dabbled around and you know uh, whether you're poking holes in apples or you're creating gravity bongs out of you know two-liter uh, plastic bottles and some tin foil or whatever the hell you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, you guys came up with this idea around the student glass, and you having somewhat of an engineering background, I believe that was kind of the case, or. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but you you kind of started to like take this idea into a reality. And somehow, some way, somebody that you knew got a prototype into the hands of Seth Rogen. And you woke up one morning and life just completely changed. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I think from that point on, it's now everywhere you turn, you see somebody, whether it's Wiz Khalifa or Be Real or uh, Burner, or you know, and of course, and you guys ultimately being acquired. I think tells the full story, but um, awesome story of just how you can wake up in today's day and age with social media and life literally be completely different than it was the day beforehand.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, things have changed so much in the the last, I guess, 10 years now, you know, with with social media, Facebook kind of sorting it all. um, Now, full-on businesses are made through social media, you know, it's, Um, if it wasn't for social media we wouldn't exist you know there's no possible way we could have penetrated a marketplace without something like social media um, unless someone like you know Seth Rogan decided to go public with something like this right it would have to be conventional media uh, television or whatnot Um, so yeah thank god really for social media because it's how we're growing our business, it's how we're expanding our business, it's how we're getting input from customers, you know. Um, and I dig it because it's, you know, you get an immediate response, you know, you get an immediate response, you can immediately respond to customer inquiries to, you know, um, you know I, we do like tech support through, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Reddit and, um, you know, help people place orders or whatnot, explain, the product etc um and yeah and it's how everyone's finding out about it and thank god really thank god that people like the product also it's not like they're being forced Wiz khalifa posts our video or unit all the time and we're not paying him he's doing it because he likes it you know uh which is a good feeling
0: <laughs> yeah I, and i think there's something else to it right because you can catch fire and just ride the coattails of a celebrity tweet, but that only lasts so long, right? You don't, you don't mm-hmm. sustain two years of continuous growth and just more and more people getting on board unless you're doing something. And I think picking up on that feedback, right? Having your ear to the street and knowing what people like, what they don't like, and and then taking that feedback and making the changes that resonate with them.
1: And yeah, you know, that's, that's one, you know, kind of growing pain we're having right now is, we wanna do so much with this and the global economy right now is, um, it's congested, I guess is a good word. You know, it's uh, because of the pandemic, you know, um, it's been difficult to get uh, a lot of things, materials, uh, products shipped, you know, there's boats sitting in the ocean just waiting to port because they can't get in uh because of this rush you know since the pandemic like now okay now you know all these things that should have shipped periodically throughout the year are now just you know coming in at once um and because of that the cost of goods have gone up and you know if you go out right now i'm not sure where it is and where you're at but here in, in texas the real will see markets ridiculous but the building market is just the same. And mm-hmm. you know, if you were to build something now, you're paying, you know, twice as much for the materials. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's crazy.
0: Unbelievable the cost yeah. of lumber. I mean, it's uh mm-hmm. and and yet I'm I'm in the northern suburbs of Pittsburgh and yeah. tons of growth here. Um we have probably a thousand homes going up in a couple square mile radius of of where we're at. It's Mm -hmm. incredible, just nonstop. And uh, you have to wonder, you know, how is that possible? Where's the money? Like, I don't know. It's probably a whole nother conversation for another day. But it's uh, it's interesting how things, (laughs) how things ebbs and all the ebbs and flows and the fluxes and shit like that. But
1: yeah. So we have stuff coming out. I mean, just to that point, you know, like um, colored glass, like I don't want to jump you know, jump ahead on you here, but um, various different things that we have planned that we can talk about um, that are just slow coming, unfortunately. And uh, sometimes the end consumer doesn't understand that, especially with Amazon, you know, shipping everything, you know, immediately like, hey, I want it right now. Like, okay, we're shipping as fast as we can. But um, little things like that, you know, consumer expectations. But um, yeah, we have a lot of good stuff planned in the future.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I need to connect you. I always forget you're down in Austin. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a partner in a coffee and supplements company based in Austin, Texas. My partner is uh, headquartered down there and does all of our roasting in and around the area. And I, nice. just in the couple of conversations that you and I have had, I think you and Joe would be like, uh, have a lot in common and a lot of th- lot to talk about. He's nice. uh, He's been very frustrated right now with the supply chain we're dealing with even just with coffee you know and and how to how do you get uh how do you forecast the right sir cer- the right type of supply and i mean it's just it seems like it's a, a moving needle you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah i'll have to connect you guys up and if you're a coffee drinker i'll uh oh, yeah get you some get you some fresh roasted beans so I mean, this oh, is every day <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent i'll connect with you after this
1: i think that um, absolutely
0: yeah no, but it's um, it's really cool. I mean, how much help has it been connecting and you know, being acquired by a larger company, which can, you know, I'm assuming, you know, getting some sort of ability to still drive the direction of what you created, but then to have the financial support, the marketing, all the things that a larger company then can bring to the table. I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough thing, even with podcasts. You know, how was that process for you guys? Did you know right away when um, when they had reached out to you uh, that
1: this was the the right fit or? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a great question. You know, at the time we weren't really hunting for someone necessarily, it just kind of fell in our lap. Um, but the moment it fell in my lap, I knew, okay, this is gonna be our, our way out. Um, you know, it was Puffco and Grenco reached out to me at the same time. Um, I went and met with Puffco, great guys. Um, they were just, you know, curious on the item and the product. And we talked a little bit, but that was kind of where it went. Um, and then I met with the Granko guys, G-Pen. And they were very, very excited. Um, just as excited as I was. And that kind of made me feel good you know i knew like all right these guys i mean they see the potential that i see um i needed someone in the business to see the potential that i saw um you know yes seth posting it kind of helps to solidify that um but these guys like really were hype about it and i had heard of Pen before they were one of the first kind of handheld vaporizers that became real popular um And so I knew it was like, okay, well, they they definitely know how to get a product to market. Um, They know how to sustain it, um, how to build off of it. So, uh, you know, they wanted to help me. They're like, hey, how can we help you guys? Like, what do you need? You know? And I was like, this is fantastic. So we negotiated, you know, back and forth, me and uh, Chris, who owned one of the founders of the company, um, and ended up ultimately settling on a deal where... Basically, they, they bought the IP and gave me a job, essentially. You know, that's kind of the, the top level of it all. Mm-hmm. And so that went great. And just immediately, I um, immediately things changed. You know, I was doing it all by myself, right? The artwork, the website, the pricing, the promotion, uh, just everything. And they have a team, right? They have a couple of people that do marketing. They have a couple of people that do the uh Graphics, right? They have, you know, a couple people that are in accounting, a couple people in legal, right? They actually have a team of people. They're a full, like a legitimate company. So having people like that, having departments, having uh, experience on my side helped a lot. Um, and, you know, immediately I can see the difference, you know, in in the delivery and, and like little things you couldn't really see, like uh, just the look and feel. Of the new design versus the old design, mm-hmm. um, just very more professional. You know, the original design was was mine. It was just kind of like just threw it together. This is how it's going to work. Okay, that's just the way it looks. These guys helped. Okay, well, that's how it works. But let's make it look a little bit better. You know, let's make the graphics a little bit better. Let's, you know, uh, hit all the spots. You know, let's have like you know whatever it is the the contents of the box. Little things that that yeah. really bring it all together into a professional product and they know how to deliver those. And they did yeah. a great job with this. Yeah. So having this, having a team of people that I can actually say, Hey, can you get this done for me? Uh, was a beautiful thing. It just it relieved so much pressure. Plus I had, you know, I had investors and I wanted to get them paid back. That was probably the biggest thing that was on my mind, you know, mm-hmm. all along was just taking care of my people that helped get us here. How and, long from uh, did it.
0: How long from that initial meeting when G pen brings you in excited about what you've created until, you know, I don't, what, until that day where, you know, okay, it's, it's assigned, I'm able to pay back those investors and give them their, you know, their return. And I'm, I've got this new gig. I mean, was that a, a fairly quick process because it obviously it happened in the two years that since you and I have spoke, which is pretty quick.
1: Yeah, it did happen fast. Um, I don't know if it was just because Chris and I saw eye to eye on on everything, or if it was my naivety of business. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe I could have gotten more out of the deal. I don't know. Uh, I was a little bit of in a rush just because I had you know that responsibility sort of on my shoulders, and I'm kind of the sort of person that like doesn't want the bomb to fall out before I'm able to grab it. You know. Yeah. Uh, But um, I'm very happy with the the deal we worked out and it only took us, let's see, Chris and I met here in Texas in December. It was like mid-December of uh, 2019 and then we inked a deal in February of 2020. So Uh two months, yeah, two months to ink a deal Um, and then we launched the first new version of the student glass July 10th. So that was about six months, five months. Uh, after that, we were able to go to market with a new version because they were ready. You know, at the moment, I guess, once Chris knew that we were going to get something together, he had his engineers on it. Uh, and then as soon as I, you know, came in the door, like, okay, here's the new model. Let's start breaking it apart and making sure it's good and getting it to market, you know. Uh, so it was very fast. Two, two months to ink a deal and then five months to get a new product out, which was pretty quick.
0: So crazy. So, I mean, essentially it was about a year after we were hanging out in that hotel room that you were sitting down with Chris and starting that process, which yeah, again, I just, I I talk a lot about it on here about people changing their lives. You know what I mean? And sometimes Mm -hmm. even I step back from that and I'm like, I know the experiences that I bring to the table. I know the things that I've gone through, what I've done in business outside of a podcast, the things that I've had to fail at, the things that I've been lucky enough to see others succeed at and been able to take notes of that. Right. And so I know that, but I sometimes worry other people are like, I don't want this unsolicited advice. You know, who the fuck is this guy to tell me what he does? And it's, there's so much of that shit on Instagram, right? It's, I'm very. It's that's a tough one for me. I want to provide value, but I don't want to be viewed as an asshole. Mm-hmm. But when I have these types of conversations, and it's like seeing it unfold, it's like I, I I actually watched it happen. I watched you come into this hotel room. You had an idea. My brother's like, you got to check this shit out, you know. And it's like, okay, they've got some traction. Seth Rogen's talking about it. You had big plans, but to see it actually unfold, and then to like, that's why I'm asking you, like, how long did it take? Because I think some people they want the the quick, quick outcome they want it to happen overnight. And that's just most often not going to happen, but yeah. two years, is not a long time.
1: And well, yeah, but it was more than that really, you know, like it's, I mean, to the people out there, so to speak, trying to like get something to market, right. Like it does take a lot of time and it takes a lot of work. Yes. You can get lucky, you know, but you know, I was working on this thing for since 2013, really. So from 2013 to 2018, when Seth posted that video, um, you know just to get the product to where it was presentable to the public, to where the public would accept it. Um, it took a lot of you know trial and error um, and then yeah, you know uh, I got very lucky, but I know people that are trying to you know that are presenting you know you' like you' watch Shark Tank or something like that you know those types of people, that's not the first time they're presenting to investors. They're they've been trying because they have some idea that's eh okay, you know that might work or even a great idea. Even great ideas, you still have that. Uh, it, no, that was the word I'm looking for? You know, just kind of, you know, suspicion or uh, not suspicion. Yeah, skepticism is the word. Sorry, bro. They um, <laughs> have that skepticism, like you know, you have to. Because you're putting money in and you have to like you know you have to really question everything um so it does take a lot of work and all and what my advice I give people is just keep going you know if you know it's going to work or you believe in it uh just keep going eventually you'll be like okay this is the end all right I've tried everything I'm giving up you know but you there's always something else to try so you always just gotta keep pushing it you know huh.
0: How, along your journey, was there anybody that ever provided you with criticism that you really didn't want to hear, but that you think about it now and it's been pivotal into the success of student or even anything else in your life that you've ever done? Because that to me is always something as well that I've struggled with early on and even still today, like taking criticism. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes you need to hear it, you know what I mean? And you, and you need to be able to digest it and to come out the other side. And if you can, it's, it'll be so good for you
1: and, and your ability to succeed. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, no, I, 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 I don't ever take offense to that. Um, you know, in my opinion, I don't know everything and definitely, uh, if someone has a suggestion, I'll listen you know and 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 try to take it to heart um you know it might not be the best suggestion necessarily but it could be right so you don't know um i there hasn't been anything specific that can come to mind you know about um really like No, I guess (laughs) I have a good answer for that, Um, but yes, no, you should definitely take, you know, take advice, take that criticism because it just, it just helps make you better, really. No, don't take offense to it because otherwise you're just going to, you're going to get into a mindset where you're not going to be able to see clearly, you know, you're going to sit there and and be like, you know, oh, this guy, oh, he was right. I suck, you know, and you're just going to miss, you're going to miss the, the, the vision because you're too stuck on people criticizing you, you know, when they're not really necessarily criticizing you, they're just trying to make you better. They're trying to offer assistance, you know?
0: Isn't that the root cause of all of what we're dealing with though right now too? Like people just don't want to have uh, open and honest conversation. They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to, you know, we, we try to shut each other down, whether it's ideas mm-hmm. for a business or, you know, politics or family or whatever, we try to shut each other down before we are told something that we have to then try to uh, maybe uh, support our argument against. It's like, we, we don't want to do that. So we'll chop you out before you even have a chance to to say
1: your, your piece. Sure. Yeah. No humans and Americans, especially. That's yes. And yes, right now, right now, for sure. Uh, with, you know, the masks and the vaccine and, and this and that, and turn, it's all politics and it's, you know, you're hurting my feelings. And, and we're in a, that's the thing we're in a nanny state right now. And that's really why we're, you know, I use that word nanny state just because everyone has rights and feelings and don't hurt my feelings and don't trample my rights and this and that. And it's like, man, just, you know, back, back in my day, uh, when I was a child, yeah, I mean, you just get smacked, like, no, shut up, quit it with your feelings and man up. You know, and and there's and a difference between everybody. that and abuse, by the way,
0: because I grew up, in, of course, <laughs> I grew up in the same house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I if I back talk to my mom, I was getting backhanded by my dad right. and it just exactly. was a reality. But I for also now... I wasn't abused. You know what I mean? Like there I know I know of people who were abused. There's a difference. And and that's a problem. Like it's either all or nothing. There's no nuance in the world anymore. And that's the biggest crime against, that's the biggest crime to humanity, the, the yeah. lack of nuance.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It's really, they don't, you don't see what's going to come in 20, 30 years, right? When you're raising these kids that aren't disciplined, you're raising these kids that are like, oh, you spanked me, then I'm going to go call the police, you know, and get dad arrested or something. Uh, and that happens, it happens, you know? And it's like, you're, you're, you're not teaching respect, right? You're not teaching uh, responsibility which is critical, it's critical to, you know, a good, healthy life and a good society, you know, is just respect and responsibility. Um, Because yeah, no, now it's like, oh, okay, well, if you don't, yeah, I don't want to get all crazy, you know, on this, but like, you know, you want to walk around, you know, looking like a fool and spouting all this, you know, garbage, we're going to let you. And because we don't want to offend you. even though, even if what you're doing is causing harm to the greater good.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I had the same argument as it pertained to the Simone Biles situation. You Mm -hmm. know, and I have zero, I have no room to tell anybody how they should feel in any given moment. She had every right to pull out uh, for whatever reason, right? Like everybody gets focused on that. My problem isn't with that. My problem is the moment that it happened, That became the headline. We basically needed to create a new medal for people that can't cope with the stress of the Olympics by whatever the reason. And Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, there's other people. There's other competitors for the event that she's unable to compete in that have worked their fucking life to get there. And that should be the continued story. She shouldn't be ridiculed. She shouldn't be made fun of. She, She shouldn't be a martyr for mental health as it pertains to, I got the twisties and couldn't go and jump out in the fucking vault. Like, to me, that is the continuation of the participation trophy. And that's, like, the, we're, we're talking right. about the Olympics. I mean, the pinnacle yeah. of it. But I can't be surprised because then you flip, you know, to the, the next event and you got a guy that's out there power cleaning with a bunch of women. And so it's like, I turned it off.
1: Right. You know what I mean? It's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to even take it serious at this point. And it's a shame because there's a ton of other athletes that – there's two wrestlers, the guy wrestler, um, his, his name's escaping me right now. And then the female that both just dominated. Um, and there's so many examples, but I've, I've just shut it off because mm-hmm. I, it's like, man, this isn't, it doesn't feel right. And that's, that's sad. And I, I almost kind of wish that I would have spent more time, the little bit of time that I have, but I don't know. It's uh you're you say nanny state, man, you nailed it with that. It's uh we've nerfed the world for everybody and it's uh it's coming home to roost right now. We're watching it unfold right before yeah. our eyes.
1: Yeah, no, we really are. I, I don't know I don't know where society's going, man. there was this movie Demolition Man yeah. with Sandra Bullock, you know, yeah. in the future where everything bad is illegal, you know, and everyone's all super nice to everyone and yeah uh, and uh I don't know. I mean, honestly, that future doesn't sound too bad, but like, I don't know how we're going to get there. Um, yeah. how old you know, we I'm 45,
0: you're 45. So you're, yeah, you're yeah. about, you're 10 years older than me, but we're roughly okay. I mean, same time. I think I'm on the tail end of what was like the golden generation for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You were, you were in high school then in the nineties, late nineties, right? I was, yeah, uh, I
1: graduated 94, 94.
0: Okay. So <laughs> mid nineties. Yeah. That was, like, 94, so I was grade school, going into middle school. Yeah, I mean, I was just, like, looking at this old nostalgic post. It was, like, wooden forts at parks, like, parks that were all built of, like, wood, uh, arcades and malls, uh, Mm -hmm. Jenko jeans. There was all kinds of cool (laughs) shit. kind of took me back to the 90s, but, man, what a different time.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that was it. I mean, it was... I mean it was kind of my kids right it was like it was right around like my son dominic my oldest son you know that was like um you know i would spank him right that's what you do you just spank kids when they're bad um not hurt them, not need marks on him it's just the act of spanking makes you think oh my dad is mad at me i'm not gonna do that again um but it was right around that time in 2000 i guess it was it was 2000 he was born in 2001 um it was right around that time when we started just shifting, you know, um, as a society to, you know, everyone has rights and, you know, don't hurt my feelings and stuff like that.
0: Do you think it has, cause this really fascinates me, right? Because before, before the internet, before everybody had a public profile that, that carries weight. I mean, think about it, right. Our public, if you're, if you're like deemed toxic on Facebook That hurts you. I mean, I I get on the things every day where it's like log in with your Facebook account. Everything's interconnected. Mm -hmm. And that didn't used to be the place. So if you took a hard stance and you wanted to spank your kid's ass because he didn't listen, you didn't care what everybody thought about unless it was like your boss or your mother-in-law, like somebody that could like actually make your life miserable. You didn't care what Billy Bob, Joe Schmo down the road thought because you didn't associate with them, have any interactions, but now everybody that you don't know or associate with can see and comment on you and your life and what you do and what you think and what you say, and you can reciprocate it right back to them, not even getting up out of your chair to walk down and confront them face to face, but right there while you got your TV dinner in front of you watching television. (laughs) And it's just the instantaneousness of response and the ability to even monitor and have a fucking feedback to it in the first place is so much different. And like overnight from how we all grew up. And I, and I wonder how much of
1: that is the case. It's like, yeah, no, you're right. And that's, you know, that's why I stay off Facebook as much as I can (laughs) because it's, yeah, it's too, I mean, it, 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 I've lost a lot of friends through Facebook right? Because um, it's just politics. I mean, literally it's that it's stuff. I mean, there used to be a rule where you don't talk politics or religion at the dinner table. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that just means in general with anyone, like unless you're good friends and you can talk about politics or religion and get through it and then still be friends in the end, because for whatever reason, we all have different kind of beliefs and feelings and, you know, <sighs> I have good friends i grew up with that when really with facebook you know started i can't even recall what president it was you know i don't even know if it was george senior or george jr or clinton or or trump um i mean definitely trump actually what am i saying it was trump <laughs> so <laughs> like you know like friends that i grew up with that I, that i love that you know, we get into this back and forth on Facebook and then we hate each other all of a sudden. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to be friends with this fuck nut because he's, you know, he's out of his mind. And he probably thought the same thing of me, you know, and now we're not friends anymore. You know, not that like Facebook was really like our, you know, meaning place, but, you know, they're in Jersey, I'm in Texas, whatever. Sure. Um, you know, when I'm back there visiting, I'm not going to look him up, you know and it's sad and so I just try to stay off of it because we're we're as a society like that's what that's what kind of defines society almost is we're a group of different people yeah come together with respect and responsibility to have a society to move forward you know for the greater good and without that I don't you know I don't know how we're going to move forward and And I mean, it's just a big, even a bigger conversation, you know, it's just like humans in general, like, what are we doing? Right. We're still busy fighting with each other on this earth instead of, I don't know, trying to make the earth a better place, you know, or trying to go to the Mars or or whatever, you know, Uh, whatever our next step in evolution is. Um, I think
0: most people feel that way too, by the way. I think most of us in some way, shape or form can look past some of the other shit. It's just very odd we get caught in the framework of, of what they want us, you know, whoever they is right. Media, mm-hmm. government, you know, I, I was listening to an interesting conversation. It's like, what are the real difference differences between Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer? Like, what are the real differences mm-hmm. that like one will wear like a, uh, like a, uh, a trans flag, you know, to to kind of signal to the one side and the other one won't. Yeah, It's just, at the end of yeah. the day, it's, I think once we as a, as a collective society to kind of uh recognize what's going on and speak out against it, I think that's how it's going to get back on track. Too many people are taking comfort in being told what to do by their, by their proverbial parents. And I think uh, you didn't do that in high school. Why are we, why are you doing that now? You know?
1: Yeah, so, no, you know. it's, it's keeping a, it, it's, it's the divide and conquer. I mean, if you really just want to get, Deep in it, like it's all governments throughout history. You know, you keep the people fighting over some nuance so that they can take over the world, so to speak. Right. So, like, we're sitting here fighting over democratic and republican principles that, you know, the minutiae of it is there's no fucking difference. But they point out, like, oh, but they're pro life and you're not pro life or they're, you know, this or that. And so they have us fighting over this. Meanwhile, what are they doing that we're not paying attention to? Right, they're bombing brown people in, in Afghanistan, or they're they're bringing in the drugs from Afghanistan. They're getting a at What's happening it, in, in North you know? Korea? There's a
0: there's literally. Sure. I don't know if anybody's listened to that podcast that Rogan just did with uh, the young lady from North Korea. There's a Holocaust occurring in North Korea right now, literally. In
1: China too, they're yeah. in China. and they're
0: they're a part of it. They're they're controlling what's happening over there, and nobody says a fucking word. Nothing quite honestly, some of these companies are, they're pushing back the other direction because of the money that's invested from these foreign nations. And so, yeah, man, it's, uh, the contradictions make me sick to my stomach when, you know, and uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, I think we can take this one off. We can take it offline sometime, but it's uh, (laughs) It's
1: supposed to be a student glass interview,
0: (laughs) but um, no, it's uh, I'm, listen, you thinking against the grain. And that's why you're, uh, that's why you've been successful at creating what you have. And I think it's important that, uh, that people do that, no matter what your beliefs are. I don't care what you believe. Mm -hmm. Be open to have a conversation and learn why I believe what I believe. And I'll be open to learn why you believe what you believe. And I think that's how we will be able to transverse ideas that are the best ideas we have to we have to share them with each other and we have to be open and understand why somebody has the perspective that they have because we've all lived different existences but we're all a part of the same thing and i think the sooner we realize that
1: the better for all of us so yeah i know so <clears throat> everyone take the mushrooms that i taped to the underneath your seats and uh, (laughs) start dosing.
0: Amen to that. I saw you, uh, you were doing some barbecuing recently. Is that, uh, I mean, obviously being in Texas, is that a regular occurrence for you? Are you a secret chef Uh, as well?
1: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the rule here. Um, You got to smoke some meat. Um, No, I don't know. It's uh, Texas is big on barbecue, right? So it's a really big thing here. Um, Just that's for those of you that don't know, it's not barbecued hot dogs or burgers, like I thought it was when I moved here. First moved here, I, you know, people I was with, like, let's get some barbecue. I'm like, barbecue what? You know, what are we barbecuing? No, they meant barbecue, which is brisket, slow-cooked, forever, uh, smoked. So delicious, delicious, tender meat. Um, and it's so popular here that at Apple, when I was at Apple, uh, every year they did this competition where uh, you can, you submit for a team, and, you know, you get your team together, you submit, if you get picked, it's like 12 teams get picked. And then Thursday night, you come with your pit, you set up your pit in the parking lot at Apple, uh, light your fire. The next day, you know, we're submitting brisket, chicken and ribs um, at like noon, one and two. There's a party going on, everyone's drinking beer um, on a Friday afternoon. And... So that got me hooked and I did that. I think probably, I was at Apple for 11 years. I think I did that barbecue eight times maybe, like almost every year there. Um, And just, you know, got kind of good at it, I guess. It's not difficult, you just have to be patient. Um, So yes, uh, I have a little upright smoker out there. I would love to have a a nice big offset smoker someday. my buddy's got a big offset smoker that I would borrow for the competition, so I truck it in <laughs> pack it into the parking spot and fire it up um, so yeah, I do a little bit of that, you know um yeah, I got the family, so you have to know how to cook too so um, yeah yeah, lots of that
0: there's a place um last time I was in Austin, up near um, Barton Creek uh, mm-hmm. the resort there it's mm-hmm. uh it's like a, it's a, yeah. it's almost like it's a part of a gas station.
1: Um, yeah. It's, oh, that's probably Rudy's barbecue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty. Yeah, good. There's Rudy's, and there's County Line right over in that area. Okay.
0: And then I, yeah. I went to try to go find this place called the Beehive, but it was closed mm. when I got there. So I think, I think we did Rudy's twice, maybe.
1: Yeah, Rudy's is okay. It's good. It decent. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. pretty good. You know, <laughs> Texans will tell you that is not the best, but. You know, there is, I mean, everyone makes barbecue here, right? So, yeah. it's, and it's all good. You know, you can't, really can't go wrong. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's,
0: uh, it's nothing better than, than finding a little hole in the wall, mm-hmm. in a little spot like that.
1: Yeah, it was. speaking of that, I mean, there's this place called Sam's Barbecue. I mean, next time you're here, uh, it's still there because the guy turned down a $6 million buyout just to sell his property. Little little tiny, tiny place, right. um, and yeah, I mean, th- this, that neighborhood that he's in was where you would go by you know, crack and whores, right? Like it was the bad neighborhood. Uh, but then thanks to gentrification, um, that part of Austin, um, and just I mean, not just gentrification, it's just growth in general, but um, that part of Austin is now, you know, for hipsters or whatnot. And they, it's part you know, of the they city. mansions, yeah, 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 it's right there, just east of downtown okay um but yeah no it was just last year i think he was offered like six million dollars to sell and he's like nah and he's an old guy you know i mean he's been doing this business for like 40 50 years and uh he didn't sell out so yeah sam's barbecue that's another good place
0: i'll make sure i go there we'll uh yeah i'll be back down uh once the wife lets this one go we'll Mm -hmm. uh I'll be back down there. We've got a few Number things two. that works. Yeah. No, oh yeah.
1: Well, if you come definitely hit me up.
0: Without definitely a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. What's um, what else is on the docket for you guys as far as uh, you know, I, I know you're kind of overcoming some of the logistical crap that everybody's dealing with because of COVID just uh, you know, impacts, but yeah. anything you're able to talk about any moves in the future? Yeah.
1: I, f- I figured I'd give you guys a little, little sneak peek, um, I mean, I'm not the first to sneak peek this. Uh, my partner Jordan with Grenco. he decided to uh, sneak peek it at Champ's trade show. Um, and actually at the restaurant and bar show. So we um, we're doing lots of things, lots of different things. So um, I guess first, I just mentioned that we were at the, the bar and trade show in Vegas. Um, and we won an award as a infuser. So people are using the student glass to infuse beverages and plates. So people are, you know, they, they use like a smoking gun with wood chips in it to smoke like a, a dinner plate uh, or like a beverage, like a, a whiskey or something. Um, and it's a thing. I, I wasn't really aware of it until recently, um, but it's, it's semi-popular, a little gimmicky, but um, it adds, adds flavor, I guess, to the, to the dish, you know? depending on what you're smoking. Um, And the student glass works really well because you can just put a nice big giant, you can use our hookah bowl on there, just pack it with wood chips instead and torch it. And you can just flip it multiple times and you can just smoke multiple dishes where like the smoking guns that people use, they have to refill it constantly and they have to clean it constantly with our thing you don't need to. So, and it's sort of gimmicky, you know, you have it at the bar, you know, or carry it to a table. and people are loving it. Like they're buying this thing now to smoke, you know, plates and drinks, so, which is wild. It's wild. Uh, so we're, we're coming out with a cloche. So we have a cloche, like the dome that you put over the, the dish, right? Um, you use our hose that you just snap on it's a mag. Our hose, if, for those that don't have a student glass, the, the silicone hose is magnetic on both ends. So one end pushes onto the, the unit the other end just pops into the cloche and just boom, smokes everything. Uh, so, we have those coming, they're in production right now. Uh, we have a small and a large cloche coming soon. Um, we have, what else we have going on? Well, this thing here, which I want to show you, you can kind of see the, the mouthpiece here, it's the same. You know what, I might as well just do it right now. Um, this is the compact. Ooh. So, it's a little, maybe difficult to see on the picture here, but it's about 30% the size. The normal student glass is about this tall. This is about this tall. This volume here, um, this is about um, one and a half cups of water. So much smaller, much quicker rotation, right? Um, And you can just do multiple hits at a time, which I'll do here shortly, um, just to demonstrate. So this is In the works coming now uh, coming soon um hopefully we'll be able to deliver these in about 30 days maybe Um, it comes in a travel case so one of the big asks for the full-size student glasses travel case we do have that coming for the full size Um, but while we were developing that um, we were developing this compact version Um, so this is going to come in a travel case um and yeah travel case with this comes with it comes with a new glass liner so we have a a new style glass bowl to use um for those that that don't want to use um the metal bowl and yeah so compact coming soon um that's k-o-m-p-a-c-t uh to align with our student glass name Um, and yeah a couple other things in the works i really can't talk about uh but that will blow your mind. Uh, we have some really cool accessories that people will use on their existing student glasses. Um, we do, you know, I want to go grab it here in a second. Um, we have some new glass hose tips that are available today on our site. Um, IDAB glass uh, makes these custom hose tips for us, which are really pretty, very durable. Uh, what else? Colored glass. We're going to do some We've already increased our thickness on this glass. So this stuff is super thick now. Um, this borosilicate glass. And we have different colors coming. So you'll be able to buy different colors. Um, we have the pineapple glass that's yeah. available right now on our site.
0: I remember um, when... So we had... Those were like prototypes.
1: The or, pineapples I mean, that I had?
0: Yeah, what were those? Because yeah. um, I'm trying to think. You You had shipped a few up here uh the one that i took over to lonnie's house but Mm -hmm. that i mean those were so well made even then Mm -hmm. so to know i mean to think you guys are increasing you know the thickness of the glass i streamlining the design like every making it even better that's uh that's awesome
1: yeah yeah constantly improving it you know um It's a whole, it's just a whole process. There's, it takes time, right? It's like people ask about making things, you know, like, okay. So you come up with an idea, especially if you're making it in China, you know, you, uh, it takes 30 days, right? They have to, especially it depends on what they're doing. Right? So like if they're cutting aluminum, you know, it's going to take like actual physical time to cut this many pieces of aluminum, you know? So then you're looking at like, okay, we just want a sample of something. So if they have to cut all these pieces of aluminum, it's going to physically take them a week to cut, you know, and then another week to, to clean it up or anodize it, package it. And then, so by the time you get it, you're 30 days. Right? How, did so, you,
0: how did you even, sorry to interrupt you, but like, how did you like make those relationships in the first place, right? Because there's that gap, right? Some people have zero imagination, so they aren't even a part of this convo. But then there's people that have great ideas, but would never be able to, even if they could draw them, figure out how to go over to China and source a supplier or somebody that could manufacture those components. Like I don't, yeah. don't, not if there's like a secret lab that you've developed, but I, you know, I know that it's just a process. There's a lot of people that do that, but I think people are ignorant to how you would even go about sourcing something like that.
1: Yeah. It's tricky. Uh, it was Alibaba. I mean, really. Uh, but, just navigating that website is a chore. You know, yeah. you almost have to take a class to navigate that site. Um, so it was, I mean, I, ha- I had some advantages in that I developed the original one here in Texas with my friend who was a, you know, machinist. So, uh, and he, he you know, really good machinist, worked on a lot of different computer components, things like that. Um, so he was able to, build the first one right um in fact it was this size it was out of gatorade bottles almost this size um and but then we raised it up we made it bigger Used mason jars instead because the gatorade bottle wasn't powerful enough wasn't enough of a hit um, but once he had that and he had to, to to make those parts on a cnc mill you have to have blueprints right you have to tell the machine where to go and how to cut and everything else. Then you have to actually, not only do you have to have the blueprints to on, you know, the device or on the product you're making, but you also have to cut have to build these cut paths and how it's gonna be cut with the machine, et cetera. Um, so luckily I had that already. <clears throat> um, so then I just got an Alibaba and I just searched for um, aluminum manufacturers, uh, product manufacturers. And it took some time because there's a lot of agents there. So especially on Alibaba, you have people that are like, you know, from such and such technology company and they don't actually make anything. They're just a uh, intermediary manager, right. Who will say, yeah, I can make that thing for you. But what they're going to do is they're going to source an aluminum maker. They're going to source. They're they're almost filling
0: the gap of where they know the problem is. They know that you're going to struggle finding a reputable person. They've got a a whole network of, people that the moment they see your request come through, they take that low hanging fruit and they go and they take, make a premium on obviously. Exactly.
1: So- exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's really how China works. Everything is out the back door. So like, you know, my first model that we sold like 700 of, um, before we got acquired by Grenco, um, this, uh, the guy's name was Sam, right? Sam's out, uh, at this specific company. And he, Uh, He was a machine shop and he did machine one or two of these parts, but he outsourced the rest of it, right? He outsourced everything else. And then he brings all the vendor's parts together and he gets them assembled, you know, or he pays someone to assemble it. To be honest, I don't even know how many vendors he had working on it, Um, but it could have been multiple. Um, In fact, I'm sure it was, you know, and then I had to find the glass. So that was something separate too. I had to find someone that could make borosilicate glass in this size, not this size, but the full size, which is difficult. It's a, it's large. Um, and typically that size jar is only made with like lime glass with a mold. Uh, so I found this company and it took, a, it took time, you know, it's trial and error. So you just have to jump in. I'm like, all right, fine. Here, I'll, I will go ahead and Venmo you $2,000, keeping my fingers crossed that you're going to take these plans and you're going to send me pieces of aluminum that are what we asked for, you know, and, I think I had went through like three or four vendors in the beginning, right? Like one, one vendor came back and the parts sucked. They, they just, you could tell they weren't finished good. It just looked trashy. Uh, another vendor, it was okay. It was decent. And they're like, oh yeah, we could fix it. This and that. But this guy, Sam, you just knew right off the bat. He was, he was actually saying, hey, I see this in your drawing. You know, this looks like it's wrong. It should be like this. Like he was finding mistakes. And they like, oh, this guy knows his stuff. Um, and sure enough, you know, the other parts he sent me were really good. I'm like, all right, man, you're you're it. Let's go. Okay, how much to make all of these parts now? You know, and like I only gave him one part. Mm-hmm. I think I gave him the core, like the hardest part. I'm like, okay, can you do this? You know, didn't even tell him what it's for. Yeah. So you just kind of be careful with it. And then if you you know, they'll never sign an NDA or anything like that. That's where I was gonna go. But, but
0: like, have you had problems with people trying to rip you off? I'm I would yes. imagine a lot, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, right now it's that's a that's a big thing, you know, like if you're successful, you're gonna get copied. And that's just how they do business there, you know? Um, so yes, you need IP. You need IP everywhere in China, in the U.S. You know, Whatever country you're selling in, whatever country you're making it in, you need trademarks, you need patents if you have them. Um, but I mean, that's the only recommendation I could make as far as working with China is if you have the time, follow your IP before you start making it there um, or while you're while you're submitting it, you know? because is there, China is pretty good. I mean, they've gotten a lot better. Uh, they actually will shut down, you know, plants and factories that are, that are infringing on copyrights. Um, but you got to prove it. Right. So. Is there an
0: advantage and people probably wouldn't want to hear me say this, but um, I grew up in a small town where Zippo lighters were manufactured. And I know, mm. I don't know a whole lot of the detail. Um, but I know there's been a lot of problems throughout the years with the Chinese market ripping off the Zippo lighter and selling it. Right. And so they decided to do some joint ventures and joint partnerships. And now they've done a lot of investment in China. They have, um, you know, large facilities over there and they've, they've kind of taken a different approach and I'm sure very successful. Zippo is a, you know, it's a brand that's continued to sustain. And um, you know, I, Mm I, man, my whole town really kudos to, to Zippo because it, without them, I don't know where Bradford PA would be, honestly. Um, but I always kind of thought in the back of my mind, there's almost a value when you have a premium brand when it gets ripped off because a lot of the people that are buying the ripped off version are people who really want it but can't afford the more expensive version. And it's like a Louis Vuitton bag. It's like, I don't know, how, how many fake Louis Vuitton bags have really taken a cut out of Louis Vuitton's revenue stream. Probably not a lot. What it's done is it's only made it more popular. And it's, you know, it's like, I could, I could argue and I could understand too where some products might not be able to survive in something like that, but you guys, I mean you're somewhat of a premium product, right? So I don't know you know, if somebody's selling a $30 bullshit student does that, does that hurt or does it, kind of maybe turn somebody else on who's going to go Google what, what it was that they seen. And then when they come across your website, they're like, Oh, okay, I'm going to go and invest in the real deal.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. And I don't really know fully the answer to that, except, um, that, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, sure. It's cannibalizing sales, right? Of course. Um, but at the same time, that same person that spent $350 or $400 on a fake student glass instead of, you know, $600 on a legitimate one, could they ever have afforded the 600 right? Would they have, like, just stopped, you know, and be like, no, whatever, I, I'm just going to get something else or whatever, um, because they just can't bring themselves to spend $600 on a water pipe, you know? Um, I mean, me personally, I probably would never spend $600 on a water pipe um So to see p- people do it is great, but those same people, yeah, you know, it's a knockoff. It's three hundred bucks. Would they have bought the six hundred dollar one? I doubt it, but maybe, you know. um Yes, it definitely, I think, just builds a brand, though. You know, like you're saying, it does ex- create the exposure. Like, oh yeah, I saw this custom, you know, student glass, but it wasn't really a student glass. You know, like it's not the real deal. Like. Like you said, you're wearing the, the Louis Vuittons or the you know the coaches or whatever that are fake and you know it's fake, right? Um, and you want a real one. I mean, I think that's it, it adds to the validity of the product, right? And yeah, it's it's a really good question. I I think it's kind of both both ways, right? It helps build the brand, it helps build the value, it helps solidify what it really is. Yeah, it probably cannibalizes sales a little bit, but It's okay. As long as we stay ahead of the curve, right? So like our compact that's coming out soon, um, you know, keep our fingers crossed. There shouldn't be a counterfeit one coming out at the same time. (laughs) Right. So there could be, I don't know what's going on in China, uh, but, you know, uh, likely there won't be. Right. So we just stay ahead of the curve, introducing the new colors, new accessories, the new products. um, And that way, you know, China is a step behind us.
0: I just to be honest, I would have spent $600 just to experience big lawn ripping dabs out of the original student in glass for the very first time and to yeah. see his reaction for the next couple of hours. That was, that was worth the, the full retail price in spades. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I take that back. I might have spent that kind of money because like, <clears throat> I don't know the first time, the first time you use the full size, I mean, it it knocks you out, right? It does something nothing else out there does. It puts that much smoke into your lungs at one time. You know, and yes, that's what a, a bong does, so to speak. Um, but yeah, uh, it kicks your butt. And yeah, or maybe I would have spent the money on it. Because yeah, I think actually the first there
0: time there. I ever used it, I posted the video of it just recently on my Instagram again, when I had reached back out to you and knew that we were setting this up, I wanted to kind of put that video back out there. But I'll, I mean... I remember it like it was yesterday. And the funniest thing about that, so we had, just so that people understand, like my brother and I, we were doing this podcast. It was very specific. I've talked about it on here before, but it was very specific to the cannabis space. It was called the Bud Brothers. And because of that, my brother's like, hey, you know, this guy's name's Tracy. He's got this company called Student Glass. I think we were even pronouncing it. I think we were calling it Stunden. I think that was even what we said when we first had you on. And um, he's like, let's let's have them. So we would get a hotel room uh, or we went to um, the Standard in West Hollywood the one time and we did like four episodes on the pool deck because it was a cannabis-friendly hotel. And then we would go to the Andes is where we would typically stay. We rent a suite upstairs and just have five or six people come through. Well, we did this episode with you and we had two of the student glasses. We were just totally blown. The windows didn't open either. So we it was just like a plume (laughs) of smoke in there. Well, we had an episode scheduled to record after you. And it was with a a girl by the name of Alice Moon. So I don't know if you've ever come across Alice or know her story, but she was a a former, um, I think a writer. She was a um, kind of like an influencer of sorts, but she came and said, Hey, I have this, uh, THC allergy or where basically when she smokes cannabis, she gets sick, Mm. like really, really sick. So Mm. I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's talk to her. So we invite her and schedule it right after yours. And not even thinking like (laughs) she comes and walks into this room and like you open up the door and the smoke's just billowing out into the hallway.
1: I'm I oh
0: so pissed off.
1: Did you guys get charged for that? <laughs> I
0: never saw I never saw a bill on my, uh, on, my uh, on my invoice at all. So nice. Not we. Uh, I was nervous a little bit, but it was so worth it. You know, we had some cool people come through and I've I've always been grateful for you taking the time and uh, humoring us at the moment because I look at that. I mean, if there's like 15 or 20,000 views on that from a couple of years ago. And it was, uh, you know, something that we didn't really put a whole lot of marketing behind it, but compared mm-hmm. to all of our other videos, I was like, man, this, this is hot. This is going to blow up. And we always had an idea that it was going to work, but it's uh, it's really cool to see it happen for you. I, I take it. You don't work at Apple anymore.
1: Nope. Haven't been at Apple since February of uh, <laughs> last year, I guess it's only last year. No, 20, 2020. Yeah. So where are we at? We're in 2021 now. Yeah, so February 2020. So yeah, year and a half, which that was the biggest fear, right? That was this probably one of the scariest things I ever did in my life was, you know, tell my manager officially, like, yep, I'm gonna go, you know, because I mean Apple's like the federal government. You you can't get fired unless you just completely mess up, right? You're just not good. <laughs> and you just or you whatever, you know, you can get fired, but it's really hard. It was a great job, great company, great, you know future benefits, all of that stuff. I have kids, you know, and here I am like leaving a job of 11 years, you know, in stability uh, to pursue something that I, I just believed in. Um, but, you know, Greco made it a little more palatable for me. They, you know, they had, I needed health insurance and they had health insurance. And that was like the biggest thing for me. It's like, all right guys, let's go. Let's, let's make this happen. And uh, we did. So yeah, not at Apple anymore. Um, doing this full time. Hopefully we'll be doing this full time for at least another, you know, who knows, another decade. I don't know. I'm not sure we have a lot of plans for this product line. Um, and there's a lot of stuff on Granko's plate um, as, besides student glass um, that's, you know, I think it's going to really make, you know, both these companies uh, huge, you know, so we'll see what the future holds. No, man. That's, that's awesome.
0: I appreciate you taking some time on a Sunday, nonetheless, to Sunday, early Sunday morning to come on here and and catch back up with me.
1: No worries. uh, Yeah. I wasn't sure if this time was good for you. You know, know, the weekends are are the times when we got, you know, all kinds of other family stuff going on, you know, and some working during the week and uh, it's like, well, Sunday morning we're free. So now Um,
0: these weird hours are, are kind of where I'm operating in right now until the baby gets here. So just trying to work hard until then. And, make sure that the, you know, the month hopefully that I can spend really putting focus towards the wife and the new little guy and and my son who currently has no idea what's about ready to happen in his world. So is he
1: then he's two?
0: He'll, he'll be two in September. Yeah. So he's excited about the idea of being a big brother, but I I don't think he has a clue obviously what that's about to mean. And he's, he's getting all the attention right now for sure. So I've got to make sure that carve a little bit of time out. So I've been trying to really like just go fast and furious and Sunday mornings, Thursdays at midnight, whenever I can make it happen and build up that bank so that uh I can just kind of put it on cruise control for a little bit. But I, I appreciate it. This is one that I've really been I know I reached out a little bit ago and I've been slacking on my follow-ups, but I appreciate this. This is one that I wanted to to have for sure. No,
1: definitely Justin. Yeah, no, thank you. Um I've been looking forward to it also. I've been just super busy and trying to figure out how to fit it in as well. Um but, yeah, I'm glad we were able to carve something out. Yeah. Um, yeah, here, let me uh, let me take my first hit of the day here with you.
0: Oh, there we go. Uh, since,
1: since it is Sunday. And this is the uh, G-Pen Connect. So if anyone's not familiar with this, this is my favorite G-Pen product. This is a magnet, which everyone loves. And this is a, a uh, 510 connector cart, right? So they sell... These. uh, This happens to be a tank with uh, liquid in there that you can't. You can only get in California, really. But they come with a a, a ceramic coil, right? So ceramic coil, you put whatever you want in there. Uh, So, but this is a um, 14 millimeter male glass adapter, so you can put on any water pipe. But it just warms up, and once it's done flashing. Boom, yeah. Yeah, this compact is pretty nice because you can just do multiple small little hits instead of kicking your butt. Oh, hell yeah. Without, you know, coughing up a lung. (laughs) so that's the compact super easy coming soon (coughs) everyone's gonna love it new colors we'll definitely have to do another interview here maybe a couple of months so we have some new items out we can catch up again
0: oh fuck yeah dude anytime it's always good to see you and next time i'm in austin i'll certainly uh i'll hit you up make sure you get me your uh your information i want to get you a, a care pack some coffee out to you you'll uh cool. if, you're, if you're a coffee drinker my hope is that you'll enjoy it a lot so oh, i'm sure i will all right brother it's good to day. see you,
1: you thank you josh for... take care buddy